Hi, I'm Kellen at Rhymes with Melon, and you're listening to the Kellen It Podcast. Welcome back to the Kellenit Podcast. Happy February. We have officially survived the first month of 2021. Thank goodness. I am so, so excited for the month of February because it includes Valentine's Day, which has always been one of my favorite holidays. And I thought in honor of Valentine's Day and love and everything that that includes, I wanted to have my first ever guest. Also, this is the 10th episode, so I thought, what better time to bring on a guest? And I'm so, so excited to introduce you to my boyfriend, Jake. Hello. (laughs) So we are going to start off immediately with our quote of the week so we don't forget it. And I'm going to have Jake share his favorite quote since he is the guest this week. So my favorite quote comes from Lil Wayne, and it is, Real G's move in silence like lasagna and you can't see it right now but kellen is cracking up trying her best not to get recorded as i read that but i really do mean it when i say that's one of my favorite quotes and it's just because i've found that the people who really know what they're doing uh and whatever it is are not the people who brag about it and are you know overly confident in their abilities and all of that they're they're more reserved about it. There's just uh, there's a bit of uh, humility with those people, and I found that you know the people who aren't telling you about how great they are are generally the people you should be listening to, and you know not the opposite. So that is why it is my favorite quote. All right, and let's introduce you to everyone. So, where are you from? Uh, I am originally from Zionsville, Indiana. That's where I went to high school um, and where I grew up, yeah. And we went to college together at Ball State University, which is also in Indiana. That's where we met. And what do you like to do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, you know, my biggest hobbies are making music uh, on my laptop. I use Ableton. I used to play the saxophone way back when, but other than that, not very uh, instrumentally gifted, so I have to stick to the old laptop. Uh, when I'm not doing that, in pre-COVID, I really enjoyed DJing, um, DJed, you know, brothers in college. Uh, the local bar was there three or four times a week DJing. Uh, haven't had the chance to do that as much as I'd like to. Um after college, but, you know, still a hobby of mine and still a very big interest of mine. And then I'm also, you know, (laughs) you know, very well that I enjoy my video games. Uh, You know, it's a great way to stay in touch with my friends uh, back home and keep in contact while also wasting away hours at a time doing so. So yeah, those are my hobbies. Yes. For context, Jake spends many hours playing video games. (laughs) And you also edit my podcast 
for everyone who didn't know. He produced the song that begins and ends this podcast, and he edits all of my audio. So he was able to set this up today. We actually have two microphones now. They're both brand new, so hopefully the audio sounds better. But major shout out to Jake here for doing all of the podcast editing. Well, thanks for that. And yes, I, I do edit podcasts. I actually edit um, another podcast called Beyond Medicine. Uh, it's uh, Dr. Rami Weber. Um, he talks about just overall health and wellness in it. Um, and I really kind of helped them get that started, which was really cool. And it's also just kind of like a little side hustle I'm working on as well. So glad you're willing to be the guinea pig. And if we sound great, um, definitely reach out to Kellen for my info if you're interested in starting your own podcast as I can definitely help with that. Cool. So we're just going to dive right in. I had asked on my Instagram stories a few days ago if anyone has any questions, whether it's about Jake or our relationship or really anything. And there was quite a few questions, which I'm excited about. So we're just kind of going to going to go in an order that makes sense and I thought it would be the best to just start from the beginning and we were asked how we met and also (laughs) to give a little bit of context (laughs) on our relationship so we're going to start off with that I guess I can start and then you can join whenever you feel like you have something you want to add yeah I think like there's one specific moment of like when we met and kind of like how our relationship started that I think I have to describe and I think you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So I'll let you like introduce it and then like you can just like tee me up for when that happens. <laughs> okay, so. All right, let's set the setting. So it is sophomore year in college in the spring semester. There is this little app called Tinder. And Never heard of it. <laughs> this was in 2016, guys. So Tinder had a little bit different of a meaning then than I think it does now. Also, we were just in our college town and Hinge was not a thing. Tinder was like the primary dating app. I think Bumble had just kind of began picking up traction. I don't even think Bumble was around then. I think it was just so weird because you were like, some people had one and like some people didn't. It was was weird at the time. Yeah. Definitely was a lot different than it is now. Like it just wasn't common practice. Yeah. So a lot of people use Tinder, but also when you're on a small college campus, not even small, like 20,000 undergrads you kind of know a lot of the people on there. And so I was just swiping on people. Eventually I swiped right on this guy and we matched and he dropped the first pickup line and I responded saying, haha, that's so funny. And then he ghosted me. (laughs) In my defense, uh, you know, I had no clue what to do actually after that. It was like if a dog like caught the car it was chasing. It's like, what do I do now? And I just completely dropped the ball and didn't want to make a fool of myself. So I just gave up as really all I ever did. (laughs) That's about as far as I ever got with Tinder ever. So with that said, continue. (laughs) Okay, so he ghosts me. I'm like, whatever. And then a few weeks later, I'm with my girlfriends and we go out to a party at a fraternity house. We went to Sigma Chi that night. And and (laughs) we are standing in a room just like talking drinking and I look over and I see this guy and he looks so familiar and I'm just staring for a bit like trying to figure out where I know him from and then it clicks I'm like wait I match with that guy on tinder and I point him out to my friends and one of my friends Katie 
recognized him immediately because she knew him. And she goes, oh my gosh, that's Jake. Let me go grab him. And I immediately get so embarrassed. He's talking to another girl and she grabs him and pulls him over to me, pushes us. Like by my eardrum (laughs) and not like to mention or my earlobe. Like she like dragged me. Like that's it. There was no exaggeration there. (laughs) So she pushes like him into me and she's like, Jake, this is Kellen. Kellen, this is Jake. You guys matched on Tinder. And she like pushed us together and then all of my friends left and we're just standing there. <laughs> and yeah, so it's just the two of us standing there. And like, I always wanted to do like my best to make like everyone feel welcome when they were like at the house or whatever. And so I'm sitting there and like trying to keep the conversation alive. But like the first thing we're introduced as it's like, Hey, you guys both find each other attractive. And like, so where do you go from that? So, you know, we asked, we're asking like the, the normal questions you ask when you're like flirting in college, like what's your major and whatever. And Kellen asked me that question. She's like, what's your major? And I say professional selling. (laughs) And she's like, that's a major. And I was like, yes, it is a major. And it is my major. And she's like, so you're a salesman. I was like, allegedly, yes. (laughs) And, uh, so she was like, well, then, like, sell me. What, what did you ask me to sell you? It was like. A pencil or a pen, I think, at first. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's like Wolf of Wall Street. That's like lame. Like, come on. <laughs> give me like, give me really something to sell. And she was like, some of this table. It was a table, right? Yeah, it was like a beer pong table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, I honestly can't remember my exact pitch uh, and what I said to <laughs> to really wow you but I do remember I kind of killed it uh, <laughs> and you were ready to buy the table yeah I was ready to buy the table until Jake kind of messed up later that night <laughs> oh and by messed up I think she means like astronomically <laughs> like blew it <laughs> um, so funny enough I wasn't like the very quick to ask what her major was. Um, And as the night was going on and we've been talking, having conversations, I finally am like, oh shit, the conversation's really starting to die out here. Like I was like, so what's your major? And she responds with fashion merchandising. Well, I had talked to plenty of other people throughout my time at Ball State whose major was fashion merchandising. And I found them to be uh, less than interesting (laughs) people to speak with and so I had um said this you know oh so you're a piece of cardboard (laughs) can you believe that uh but the thing is though is like I had said that to like a couple other people before and they just like laughed like they didn't like get it it was just like didn't understand the context of it like and from like when people didn't get that when I would say that like that was kind of when I was like oh wow like I have no interest in continuing this conversation and it just kind of like would walk away or whatever but then it was just so funny because Kellen like stormed off like she was like I am not having that like (laughs) boy bye and it threw me for uh a, a hard curve because I was just like wait no no like <laughs> like I actually want to talk to you now like you got offended by it like that's what was supposed to happen and now I don't know what to do like uh 
so yeah, I chased after her and like tried to explain it. And I like literally explained it. I probably had like, you know, as I took my foot out of my own mouth. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a while ago and some of the details are lost, but somewhere along there, I found a way to do so. So it very, very, very glad I did. <laughs> yeah, it took a few nights. I think that week, it was towards the end of the school year, my girlfriends and I went to Sigma Chi a lot. So we ran into Jake a lot and him and I talked a lot. He had very interesting outfits and I had a phenomenal sense of fashion is what she meant. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and so we just hung out a few times, but it was the end of the school year and we knew that summer was coming and that was the summer I was actually coming to New York City for my internship. And I knew Jake would be staying in Indiana for that summer, so we talked and while we were interested in each other, we just knew that we were both having very different summers. We wouldn't see each other. And so we just decided to see how the summer would go. We would still text each other. And if we were still interested at the end of that summer, we would touch base then. So cue summer 2016. Yeah, summer 2016. And I was in New York City. Jake was in Indiana. Um, it was so much fun. That's the summer I fell in love with New York City, hence why I moved here. But... We FaceTimed actually a few times that summer, and when I finally came back to Indiana for our junior year, we decided to go on a date, and Jake took me to Puertas, which is my favorite Mexican restaurant, and we would get big margaritas, chips and salsa, tacos, all of that, and we started dating, and we became official on August 14th of 2016. So that actually means that this coming Valentine's Day, it will have been officially four and a half years of dating. Wow. <laughs> no, no, nothing to add there. No, not entirely. Just uh, it's funny that you you mentioned that like you had like your blast of a summer in New York because um, it was so funny. Like she was like very casual about it, but like I just remember just like waiting and waiting until like she got back and like. You know, I was like all in for it. Uh, and so like the first day you got back, I'm pretty sure it was August 6th uh, is when you got back to be an RA. And so that was like the day we went to Puerto as we went on like our our first date. Um, and fun fact, I actually really just don't like Puerto's anymore because we ate there so much. But yeah, no, that is, that is how it happened. And it, and it kind of feels funny because it's like the rest is history from here. Yeah, so we dated throughout college. That was the last two years of our college experience. We uh, were each other's sweethearts. So I was in a sorority. He was in a fraternity. He was my sorority's panda man, which my sorority, our mascot was a panda, and he was our panda man for a year. So that was really exciting. And that same year, I was his fraternity's sweetheart, which was really fun. And yes, college really consisted of like formals, parties, going to the bars, pregames with friends, spring breaks, all of that fun stuff. We did all of that together. And we survived. <laughs> oh, yes. We've survived a lot, actually, post-COVID. Um, but going back in time again. So we did long distance during those summers. I'm from Illinois. He's from Indiana. So we were states apart, or one state apart, but like hours apart. 
And then we did long distance again for a five month period. I graduated in May of 2018, but Jake still had one more semester until December of 2018. And so I started my first big girl job while he went back to college for that semester. And that is when I moved to New York City. I moved to New York by myself in November of 2018. And Jake followed shortly after, one month later, in December of 2018 after he graduated. Yeah, and I think it's worth kind of dialing back on that a little bit too because, um, you know, during my last semester, um, my victory lap, if you will, um, you know, Kellen got this opportunity to come out here and we didn't really know, like, should we do it? Like, should we go for it? I didn't have a job lined up or anything. Uh, but she had like a really good opportunity to come out here. And I just kept saying like, you know, see, just fall, like see how far along in the process you get with everything. And sure enough, uh, you know, she goes through the process and she gets the job. And I mean, I don't remember where we heard this uh, or from who we heard this, but it was like kind of like the best advice we got is that it like wasn't going to get any easier to move out here than it was right then and there. And I feel like that's kind of like what set us over the edge with it was like the fact that like, you know, if you think you're going to move out somewhere, you're going to go do something, but like, not for another year or two and like you're going to work like your current job for like another year or two like you're going to make friends like you're going to set roots you're going to sign leases you're going to you know get a car or whatever and like it, it's just all things that kind of that root you down and i think uh that's what really helped us get out here was just the fact that like you had the opportunity and then like i had kind of like the world as my oyster at the end of my last semester to look forward to and you know i'm I was sure that something in New York needed to be sold. So we just took the lead. Yeah, it was very scary and stressful, but highly recommend if you're in a similar position. Also, you don't need to move somewhere because your significant other is. I was terrified that Jake wasn't going to get a job out here, but we had done long distance already. So we knew we could make it work if that was going to be the case. But if you get an amazing opportunity that you're excited about, like go chase that dream and don't stress out so much about whether or not your significant other will be following you. Yeah, because you didn't stress out at all, did you? No, that's I, I definitely <laughs> stressed out. That's why I'm giving this advice. That is what I learned. <laughs> so yes, we moved to New York City and we have been living together for over two years now. We lived in a tiny studio apartment for the first two years, and we just recently moved into a beautiful apartment that we are both obsessed with. At least I'm obsessed with it. Are you kidding me? I feel like I leave less than you do. <laughs> yeah, Jake never wants to leave this apartment now. <laughs> um, and we also have a cat named Scoby who is three and a half years old. He is the pride and joy of both of our lives. <laughs> he runs the household and he does what he wants and we're both okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit about Jake, about us, how we got to where we are now. And there were a lot of juicy questions that I got in my Instagram story poll. So we're going to get into those. Oh God. Yeah. Are you excited? Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. <laughs> All right. The first one is not so juicy. 
It's what are Jake's hobbies, which you kind of touched on already. Is there anything else? No, uh, I mean, I just like really like to to get like really, really involved in like something, like whatever it is. Like I really like to get like involved in like a high level of something. So like with music, like I kind of figured out how to DJ, but then like it didn't like my interest didn't stop there. Like I saw like all the people who are like really, really good at DJing. And I was like, I want to be like that. And like, it was kind of my thing. And it's, it's kind of the same way with like video games. Like I'll see like a guy on Twitch or something, just do like something insane. And I'm like, I want to be like that. And like, but it's only with things that I like take a genuine interest in. So I guess, you know, with some of my hobbies, I get very hyper-focused on them so yeah, music production, like gaming. Um, I'm really big into like reading about just like random topics that I find on Reddit and and taking uh, absolutely useless facts <laughs> and like storing them deep in the pockets of my brains as well. I think Kellen will tell you that like I just know the most <laughs> random things at times. It's like you could like snap at me and be like, hey, tell me a Snapple fact and I could probably give you one. <laughs> What's a Snapple fact? <laughs> uh, in Kentucky, you are legally required to bathe once a year, like by <laughs> law. Like wow. it's a law in Kentucky. Oh, interesting. Fact. <laughs> All right. So that is Jake. That is his hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting person, if you will. All right. This one, we're going to get juicy. Who fell in love first? Oh, that was me for sure. <laughs> Like, why do you say that? Um, well, I think that one's just the easier one to answer because, like, where our relationship started, uh, you know, from an individual standpoint, like you versus me, me, like, no dating experience whatsoever. Like, I think I had like my third grade girlfriend who <laughs> who broke my heart on the playground, but like. <laughs> Outside of that, like, I had never dated anyone before. Like, I had no, like, exes or anything. Like, uh, and you, freshly off of uh, a previous relationship with major trust issues and, <laughs> you know, things to overcome there, just put us in two different realms. You had basically said, like, I was not, like, that you weren't going to date ever again. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm going to give this a shot. <laughs> and then like I found you and you were like check the boxes like you had like aspirations and dreams and like you know a vision beyond like what this weekend held and I was like yes like that is who I want to associate with <laughs> and like that is a person I want to spend a significant amount of time with and so that was just like the starters of all of it too but then like uh you know, as we progressed, I, I dealt with a lot of like tragedy in college. Um, like one of my really good friends had passed away in college. And like, that was the moment, like I kind of knew is I was like, Hey, I need to like, I have to go to this funeral. And like, I don't know if it wasn't like my car wasn't working or like, I didn't have gas money or like what the case was, but like, I was going to like struggle to get there. And I just remember you were like, we can go. Like, I'll take you and I want, like, I want to be there with you or whatever. And I was like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, cause it was, it was like a weird time frame. It was like, what, three, four months into it? Like, it wasn't like, uh, like you really had any obligation to go. 
But like you insisted, and I went and, you know, I'm there with all my friends and it's like all these people you've never met. And like you took it on the chin and like not only that, but like you were like sad there with me and you never even met James. And it was like, uh, it was a really humbling experience to, to like have that. And when we got back after your car broke down, like when we arrived, like you literally let your car like implode from the inside because <laughs> it was in no condition, probably no more in condition than whatever state my car was in to drive there. Um, I just like knew I was like, man, like this is like a feeling like I've never really had before. It was like, uh, you know, you have your boys and you have your best friends and stuff. And I was like, I had that feeling, but like, I was like, but she's also hot. <laughs> and it threw me for a whirlwind. Um, but like, that's when I kind of like knew. And I think that you were still just kind of like in a more reserved space with it. But I think I was definitely the first to fall in love. Aw, that's so sweet. I think you were the first one to say I love you too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was. I remember that too. <laughs> Cause I remember I, I like said it like a little kid was about to say a cuss word. I was like, <laughs> I want to say something. And you were like, what? And I was like, starts with L. It's four letters. So like, I like had to like spell it out. And then I was like, is it, is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have permission to say this? <laughs> it was so dorky. <laughs> but no, it's funny you say that. Cause I was reading through the question box and I actually got a DM from one of your friends in college named Stephanie. And <laughs> I just thought this was so cute. So I had to share it. I don't know if she even listens to this podcast, but she messaged me. Shout and out like, Stephanie if she does. <laughs> yes. She said, not a question, but I have a story and it won't fit in the story box. So I will never forget the time that Jake came up to me at Sigma Chi and said, I met the love of my life. Do you want to meet her? And he like gestured towards you, which is like me. And she just said, I've never seen anyone so excited or happy. So I just think that was the sweetest story. I'd never heard that until today when I read this DM. So I, th I thought that was so sweet. And I don't know. That's just so cute to me. It makes me feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. And I just remember I was like, uh, as a lot of people may find this hard to believe, but I really have never been the ladies' man. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I can't keep the act up. But, like, yeah, I wasn't the type of guy that, like, uh, got around or anything like that. And so when I, like, was dating Kellen and, like, she said yes to be my girlfriend and everything, I was like, look, look, <laughs> I did it. And I was just like so excited to show her off and like and then the fact that like I like genuinely really really like enjoyed her it was just all the better and it was just like so funny cuz you know you're just you come off so well and you're so well spoken um it was just like a like I got this this is like I found this and it's she said yes to me. Like, can you believe this? And so it was just like a genuine shock and excitement to like just kind of present to everyone. I was so excited to introduce you to everyone. <laughs> it's so sweet. I felt very special. He really did take me all over the fraternity house and introduce me to everyone as his girlfriend. It was very, very sweet. 
All right, next question. This one is juicy. At least I think it's going to be juicy. What is Jake's honest opinion on Instagram, social media, and influencers in general? <laughs> um, I don't think there's going to be, like, really anything negative to say here. Um, so it's Instagram, influencers, and then social media as a whole. Yeah, you can separate them if you feel like. Yeah, I, I think it's better kind of like it's like a multi-prong approach. But um, I think with like social media just in general, um, I found that like I don't use it as much as I used to. And it's not to like follow like individuals and people, but I use it more on like a just like a broader like entertainment aspect, I guess. I don't use it like to stay connected uh, as much just because I always felt like um, when I would, I just felt like connecting with like the people that I normally talk to and everything like I just didn't have as much to say. Like I'd be like, oh, I went to, you know, wherever this weekend and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I saw that like on your Instagram or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it was cool. And they'd be like, yeah, it looked cool. And that was it. And like, you know, it wasn't enough to like drive me away from the whole platform or anything. But I just felt like the conversations and stuff kind of like suffered from it because, uh, you know, everybody had a sneak peek into your life and like what you were up to. And I just felt like that kind of like threw me off a bit. And I was like, you know, like I find that in situations where um, you're talking to someone and the conversation is getting dull or whatever, you can kind of like bring up something, kind of talk a little bit about yourself in hopes of like getting someone to share something about what they've been up to. Um, and it just kind of like got in the way of that. So that's really where I fell off with like social media. And then like once I like kind of like tuned it back on that, I just realized that like I didn't miss it as much, which it's not a negative connotation to it it's not a positive it, like there's there's really no ill feelings or anything like that it's just like if you don't miss something then like why are you gonna change anything about it um so that's kind of like my take on social media i guess you know i still hop on twitter i think twitter is a gold mine i love reddit um i still get on instagram you know gotta support support old girl <laughs> and uh you know, stay up to date with the latest. But um, I also don't like the algorithms of Instagram. That's the probably the number one reason I don't get on Instagram anymore. It's just because like the only positive it brings me is, of course, my love of my life's posts are the first thing I see. But then after that, it's just like I don't see anyone like that I used to see on there. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like it would be so interesting to have like an uncurated feed for a day just to see like some rando you followed back in high school. So like photo pop up or something like that. But like you don't get that. Like I just get like barstool sports and like memes that pop up now and I'm just like not interested in it. So that's why, yeah, social media is kind of donezo for me. On the topic of influencing, that's a that's an interesting one, uh, and I promise Kellen isn't giving me a dirty look to to say nothing but positive things right now. Um, no, I'm fine. I swear. <laughs> no, but really, uh, 
when it comes to the topic of influencers, there's like this assumption either that like I'm like all in for it or like all against it and I just like would despise it. And uh to to be quite frank, I don't think I really fall on either side and I, I don't even know if I'm somewhere in the middle there, but I just think there's like right and wrong ways to go about it. Um I think the people I respect the most who do it are the people who are willing to take a stand on right and wrong and like spread awareness and like facts and like raise issues uh, to people that may not be aware of them and like using their platform to bring light to certain subjects. So I think that's like a really cool way. Um, but that doesn't mean like you literally just have to be like this, like, uh, here's what's wrong in the world and we need to fix it doomsday kind of person. Um, but like, I, I think to like post like about your giveaway or like your collab with a certain brand or whatever, like during one of these moments, uh, is a bit tone deaf and like, that's the kind of stuff that makes, uh, people give influencing such a bad name at times is because it's like, that's what makes it like such a meme is like, you're just clueless to the situation. Um, and I think that people sometimes are, are willing to take uh, collaborations and, and brand campaigns with just about anyone. And that's, again, that's what kind of makes the meme of it is that these people create a persona outside of themselves as opposed to who they really are. But I think they're really easy to kind of filter between them and get to know who the real person is and, and you know, who the brand, the person creating this like alter ego is. And um, to, to answer the question, I respect it. I think it's an outlet of creativity and I think it's a, it's a hustle and uh, you, you know, I've seen it firsthand and um there's a whole lot of work that goes into it and a whole lot of work that most of the people who are trying to make fun of it aren't willing to put in. So I, uh, you know, I stand influencers. <laughs> That's a good answer. You're right. There's good, there's bad. I feel like you, you included everything there. And also, how do you feel about being my cameraman at times? I have a photographer now. Her name is Shelly, but sometimes you step in and you are my photographer what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I can answer the question with bless Shelly, <laughs> um, first of all. Um, but uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help uh, when needed. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there are certain occasions like 9 a.m. on a Saturday uh, where I like am awoken to you in full hair makeup outfit camera ready <laughs> looking at me as I was like anticipating staying in bed for another couple hours because uh, I'm a sloth <laughs> that uh you know is less than ideal and maybe I'm a bit cranky about it and uh not as uh chipper as I should be but I I I ultimately want to like support it. And again, I do respect the hustle of it and I do get a lot of cool stuff out of all this stuff you get. So I have to, I do have to appreciate it from time to time and kind of take it on the chin. But 
it's not my favorite thing in the world. I'll leave it at that. And uh, believe me, if anyone knows that, it's Kellen because I can be <laughs> a little cranky anytime before noon. Yeah, he's very honest. He's not afraid to let me know how he's feeling. <laughs> Which All is right. great. It's healthy. <laughs> Moving on. Now we're going to talk about living together. What are your tips or our tips for living together? I know a lot of people are moving in with their significant others. I got this question a few times actually. So let's share. We've been living together for over two years. So I'd say we have some tips and learnings along the way. Yeah, I would say we've we've taken the crash course on, I, I think our last apartment was an absolute like crash course foundation. <laughs> Testament. <laughs> testament of of living with someone like if you can survive a year with someone in 350 square feet like you can go the distance <laughs> like <laughs> yeah two years one year like full time with quarantine yeah that's i totally even forgot about that like pre-covid times it's just the dark times <laughs> it just it seems like it it was th- 14 moons ago. <laughs> like it just seems like such a different time. Um, but yeah, I, I could probably give a few. Do you have any off the top of your head or should I, should you, I go for this? You take this one. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is like, um, having like your way to kind of like get away without like getting away if that makes any sense at all which it probably doesn't so I'll kind of explain here but like for me like when I can put on a pair of headphones open up my laptop and like work on a song like to me like I'm not in my apartment like I'm like nowhere like I'm just like in my music like doing that isolated nothing else going on no questions to answer nothing to say just like one objective one focus and that's it and like I think having something like that is just so important when you live in such a confined space. Um, But like also just in general to the relationship, like it gives you that moment to like just truly be like about you and like what you want to do. So like having that kind of like outlet, that creative area to just kind of like hypnotize yourself with and just like completely submerge yourself is so important um and vital like for you I know you like you do that when you're like editing your photos and you know creating uh your content and all of that stuff like after we do a shoot um and I think that just kind of allows time to not feel like you're just like smushed together because it it will feel like that at times it there there's just no way to kind of escape it but having those moments is like super important yeah i would definitely say still being your own independent person of the person you're living with is crucial so having your own hobbies your own separate friend groups to go do things with having alone time and also just respecting the others alone time i'm bad at that sometimes like i want to hang out with jake all the time and like watch movies together and do everything together but i have to always or maybe he reminds me that he needs his alone time and I need to watch that movie alone so he can have his alone time. And I think, you know, there's there's two sides to that. Like, I definitely probably 
need more time to myself than I or I think I need more time to myself than I really need. But like also, you know, sometimes you just have to like be willing to say no, not just like outright like no. I don't want to be around you right now. <laughs> but like just knowing like hey, like I had this plan for myself. I've been like thinking about it like it's Saturday today and all week I've been looking forward to like, you know, whatever it is, like binge watching this show or like playing Call of Duty with the boys or like whatever it is. And you've been thinking about it all week and they come up to you and they say, hey, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And you're like, eh. <laughs> like just having what it takes to say like, well, not really. I don't really want to do that this weekend because like <laughs> if you just put up with it and you just keep putting up with it, like you just find yourself in this position where you're like, this person annoys me <laughs> like because they want to do things that I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do anymore. And like, you know, it's not their fault. Like they're only doing what they want to do and that involves you like yeah. boohoo. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, like, you have to also understand that you're not, like, theirs, like, completely. Like, you're still yourself. And you just have to be able to 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 say, like, hey, I need to be me. Like, and that doesn't make you any less to them. It just lets them know you're a human being. Yes. And if you're, like, more on my side where you're always wanting to do something with your significant other, learning to accept no and not be butthurt about it and throw but tantrums. <laughs> like, I used to throw tantrums when he would tell me no, but I have learned to be more of an adult about things and accept that he needs his time, just like how I appreciate having my time. Um, so just respecting each other's time. Also, I would say living together, you share chores, so laundry, cleaning, you might realize that your significant other is a little bit messier than you and you're a lot cleaner or vice versa. Yeah. So just <laughs> compromising. <laughs> and I've learned that I am a very clean person and I enjoy cleaning. Jake does not enjoy cleaning. He despises doing chores and cleaning. So even though I would appreciate having help with some of the chores, there are times where I realize like, hey, he helped clean during the weekend. Like it's a Wednesday night. He wants to relax. I'm the only one who's bothered by this mess right now. I'm just going to clean it myself and just like compromising and he'll do other things like he'll take out the garbage and do whatever else. But just you have to like realize like not everything's always 50 50. You do compromise and it's more like 80 20 at times and then it switches to 20 80. So yeah, I think there's just like uh, you kind of set these like certain standards um, and expectations like uh, I get away with not cleaning up nearly as much as I should. Um, and mom, if you're listening, I know you're probably rolling your eyes and disappointed to hear <laughs> that, but it just never set in. I never really got the cleaning gene like some people did. Uh, but like when it comes to like the really gross stuff, I am the foot soldier. Like, I am the first in there. Scoby throws up on the carpet. You know who's cleaning that. Like, that is me. Like, there's the sink is spewing unidentified substances from it, uh, which happened in our old apartment. <laughs> I was cleaning it. Like, so <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. It's like, um, 
you kind of have to set these. It's all give and take, and it's such a cliche, but like it's so so true in areas of like where you're doing stuff that you don't want to do. Like you probably are getting away with some stuff that like most people don't get away with. So like I would say, you know, you have those those expectations, and once they're there, they they really kind of stick and are kind of the foundation of how you guys can coexist. Yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot about your significant other when you live together. <laughs> I think that's also just another thing about like moving in with someone is like spending an extended amount of time with them before signing a legal document is like super important. Like we got to live in uh, a house together in Illinois this summer when I was going back for my last semester, but Kellen was starting her job. Um, <clears throat> I felt like that was kind of like the foundation of like, oh yeah, we can exist like <laughs> together in, in a co-living space. And like, because that's the one thing that no one is initially thinking when about like when moving in together is like, does this person like pick up their dishes? Like, and does that drive me? absolutely insane like does this person drink milk from the carton like an absolute animal <laughs> like it, it's things like that that you don't think about until you see it and you're bothered by it and you know they're incredibly important things for an extended relationship and like to to like really go the distance with someone yeah and then kind of going off that, how do you manage to spend so much time together during COVID? Because like I said, you used to be able to go out with your friends and separate and do each other's own things. Now we basically are together 24-7. We work all day in separate rooms now. And then we are here all night for the whole week. So how do we, spend, how do we manage that, I guess, and not drive each other crazy? I think you just really have to like the person you're staying with. <laughs> Like, <clears throat> there's no really, like, secret tip to that other than, you know, the one previously mentioned about, like, kind of having your escape. But, like, you know, that person's got to be, like, your best friend if you're going to if you're gonna pull that off. Because even your best friends piss you off. But, like, your best friends are the people that piss you off and then you can get over it and, you know, say sorry and be like, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Or like, you know, they will say it and like kind of being able to admit that you're wrong about something or, but to get over it, you know, like there's moments where there's hostility, I guess is what you could call it. Or, you know, you're upset, but like being able to, to take a deep breath, to take a step, take a step back and just say, you know what, maybe, just maybe this was blown a little out of proportion and I'm sorry for X, Y, Z and I shouldn't have done that. And like being able to do that, just like not even COVID and like quarantine and all that, but just like for relationship advice in general, I think has kind of been our foundation too. It's just the fact that like we can get mad, we can get upset, we can both pout for a little bit and then come back to it and just be like, all right, maybe, just maybe, 
I should have put my shoes in the closet. Like when I got home and not walked all over the apartment with them on. <laughs> yep, couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> all right, next one is kind of the opposite. Tips for long distance, because we did do long distance for like that five-month period. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it was so long ago, and it was very hard. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing easy about it. Um I think it really just comes down to like asking yourself, like, is it worth it? And kind of imagining what the end result looks like. And if you can really see things playing out in a positive light, then, you know, go for it and always keep that kind of image in the back of your mind. Um, but it's also a great testament to, to the trust of the relationship. Um, which is really important um, because there are going to be periods where you can't talk to the other person and you're going to be sitting there thinking to yourself, like, what are they doing? Like, why aren't they texting me right now? Um, because life happens for both people in between. Um, and it's, it's tough. It is. Um, there's no real good way to go about it. Um, other than to like, you know, enjoy the moments where you do get to see each other. I think that's super important. And I think to have like, you know, deeper conversations when you do get to talk to the person. I think that's one of the things that really helped us was like to kind of like talk about the future and and all of those things when when we were talking and FaceTiming and things like that when we were apart. So um, outside of that, it's really, you know, <laughs> best of luck. And I wish that wasn't the case for you. I really do. Yeah. All right. This one's a funny one. When is Jake proposing? <laughs> um, do you want me to start that one? <laughs> in 20 minutes. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you should have seen Kellen's face right there. Um, <laughs> Scared. <laughs> no, I think uh, as soon as... One, we're financially stable enough to create a phenomenal wedding experience and I can buy a large enough rock. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be super important. Um, and then also, until I can find the time to tell Kellen to be photo ready, out of the blue, uh, I don't know. It'll, it'll be a tough one. So I think like when I start getting close to that time, I'm going to start being like, Hey, we need to do a photo shoot this weekend <laughs> and like start just kind of like training her mind. And so I can catch her off guard because any other possible way she would know like well in advance, I'd be like, Hey, do you want to take photos? Or like, you should have your nails done or like something like that. She'd be like, no. I'm getting engaged like immediately, like no questions asked. If I said like, Hey, have your, have your nails done or even if any of your friends did. Yeah. So like if anyone, uh, wants to start getting like manicures with Kellen on a weekly basis, we could probably expedite the process. But until then we got to figure something else out. <laughs> no, my two cents on it are I'm not ready to be engaged like if he proposed I would definitely say yes but 
like Jake said, I'm not ready to plan a wedding. That sounds very exhausting to me. Also, we're just at a very fun place in our lives right now where I think we're both kind of excited about our careers and passions and hobbies and also just planning a wedding. Again, that's just not something I'm wanting to put on my plate right now. And I also just have never pictured myself getting married or engaged at this age, especially. I think 26 is the earliest I would want to be engaged and I'm 24 right now. And there's nothing wrong with getting engaged or married early. This is just like how I always thought of it. I'm also just not a wedding girl. Like I don't have a wedding Pinterest board. Weddings kind of freak me out. Like I just would have no idea where to begin. But yeah, I have no pressure on Jake to propose to me. There is zero rush here and we're just living and we're celebrating all of our other friends that are getting engaged that are ready for marriage. I think we're just at a different place. We've been dating for four and a half years, but we're really in no rush to put an official Mr. and Mrs. Presley, it sounds so weird, title on it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things too that I think that just like marriage means so much in like in so many different ways to so many different people too. And I think just like where we are, if we're just like happy, so like, what would like a title and a really expensive ring and a giant ceremony really do that we haven't already kind of, you know, or what we don't already have kind of thing. So I, yeah, it's definitely in the picture down the road when there, when we have the, the means to do so. Also, I do want to note Jake already lavalierd me if you know what that is in college, <laughs> it's like a um, promise type of thing. It's if you're in like Greek life, fraternities, sororities, it's a very old fashioned trend that they tradition that they would do where the man, the fraternity man would lavalier his sorority woman. I don't really know the whole history behind it, but it's basically like the guy, maybe you know more how to explain it. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like the, uh, it's the fr fraternity equivalent of like a promise ring kind of thing. It's basically when a guy says like, you mean more to me now than like, like my fraternity means to me. Like you have become my priority over the fraternity. So there's a whole ceremony with it. It's really, um, you know, as, as thoughtful as 48 to 100 guys living together. Uh, I shouldn't even say guys, I should say degenerates, a hundred degenerates <laughs> living together. Um, and, and, you know, we get our cheap candles and we line the hallways with them and you bring, you bring the lavalier, uh, lavalier, the, the <laughs> woman being lavaliered, the significant other being lavaliered into the fraternity. And in front of all your brothers, you basically express how much you love them and you know how much they mean to you um and that you know they are now your priority over the fraternity and yeah the uh the guys are all you know giving you crap and they fly the flag at half mast or whatever but it's kind of like you're ready to to, to move on like it's you know, it's a whole ceremonious thing and it, it's funny and by no means is it an engagement, but it's kind of funny that you brought it up. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was very, very sweet. I, I saw like a whole speech. It was very, very sweet, very She's romantic. She's a sweetheart at Sigma Chi. Yes, I also get serenaded. <laughs> okay, next one, different topic. <laughs> what does Jake think about Kellen's no surgery? Um, I thought it was unnecessary, um, but ultimately I know it was something that was like affecting her. Um, so I was like fully supportive of it. I think there's no really other way to put it. It's like, that was the nose I fell in love with. So I saw no reason to change it, but, um, it affected how like she viewed herself and like how she wanted to be seen. And so it's well within her right to, to do whatever she wants with it. Yeah. And I can breathe a lot better too. And I'm and not- that. I'm not getting sinus infections as much, or I haven't yet. I used to always be sick. <laughs> yeah, not okay. Yeah, well, not to mention the the medical benefits of it too. I thought it was more of a a cosmetics question, but no. I, I from the medical stance, yeah, no reason not to. But it, I don't think it would have been a very interesting question <laughs> <laughs> if I if I just said, yeah, people should breathe out of their noses. <laughs> Yeah, there was a cosmetic portion to that surgery, but I posted the before and afters, and you might notice it's not too different. Next question. What was it like moving from Indiana to New York City? I'm going to let Jake take this one because he is from Indiana. Yeah, that was uh, that was some culture shock, definitely. Um, I think, you know, like just living in New York – is like and just like getting around is so much more entertaining than like anything I really ever experienced in Indiana. Like I just remember like my first week of working in New York. Like I was on my way to my job and like I took the subway and it's uh, the subway is like such an interesting thing because like y- you know in Indiana you're driving on the highways, you're like literally seeing everything. But like in New York you take a subway or like you're in a cab or whatever, but primarily in the subway, like you're underground and then you're just like transported like a mile or two in another direction. And then you just like emerge from the ground, looking up, like seeing the light for the first time. And like you're looking left and you're looking right. And like in my first week of working in New York, the first thing I saw when I got out of my subway, like when I was on my way to my job for the first time was like one world trade center, like way off in the distance, but it's like such a tall building that like, I could see it. Like, I don't even know how far away it is, but it was far. And like, that was just like such a cool thing to see. And like, you know, there's just the rat race of like everyone, like who's just on a phone, who's like hustling to get to where they are. And like, it's, it's inspiring. Like you feel like an ant, a little bit like amongst uh the giants but like you it's it's an inspiring feeling like you feel like you should have a purpose like you feel like you should be working on something like um and i love that about it and like uh in indiana you know there's like i don't know you could ask anybody in like indianapolis like where the places to go are and they could list it like on 10 fingers in New York. If you like ask what's there to do in New York, I'd look at you and like, just kind of laugh 
be like, what are you into? Like, what do you want to do? Like, so I, I, in Indiana, it was like a matter of finding things to do. In New York, it's like more a matter of like saying no to all the things you can do and people are asking you to do is kind of like the biggest like change up because like it is expensive. That's, you know, the old question everyone asks. Oh yeah, very expensive. And I came from Illinois, which is very similar to Indiana. And I would add to that that New York City is very uncomfortable and it can be very hard, especially if you come here by yourself and you haven't really lived in a city before. If you're used to driving around, going through drive-throughs, driving to stores, it's you put all your groceries in your trunk. You come to the city and suddenly you're carrying groceries that are so heavy, like a mile, and taking them on the subway, and your bag breaks, and your groceries are all over the floor. There's just so many things that happen to you in the city that are just very inconvenient, and it's very hard. But if you, like the song says, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And I think if you're going to move to New York, at least live here for at least a year just to see it and experience it because there's going to be really hard days that you might break down and cry and say that you hate it here and you can't do it. But there's also those really, really good days that re-inspire you and you just fall in love with the city all over again. <laughs> that Yeah, that's a really good way to put it because I feel like with New York, it was funny. Like when I first moved here, it was like, uh, I love it. I love everything about it. Like the subway smells like urine and I'd be like, that's great. Like, that's what I thought it smelled like, and it's true. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then, like, you know, you get about, like, eight, nine months into it, and you're like, eh, that homeless guy, like, took his shoes off on the subway, and it smells so bad in here. Why do I do this to myself? I'm sweating in this subway, and I have to go give a, like, go to a meeting in, like, 15 minutes or whatever. Like, why am I here? But then, like... I don't know, like with COVID when like uh, people would every night at like six o'clock, was it six or seven, whatever, would go out with pots and pans and just cheer out their windows. And then you're like, oh yeah, that that's why I live in New York or whatever. And like, it's just these little small things that happen from time to time. Like everything's so exciting at first, then it sucks for a little bit. Cause like, you know, you miss your car, you miss whatever. But then like, I don't know. There's just like this whole like everyone in New York is not really a family until we're a family kind of moments. And then it's just like so cool to experience it. And then that's what I really like about New York. Yeah, I agree. Someone else asked what our favorite things about New York City are, which I feel like we kind of touched on. I guess I would say my favorite things pre-COVID were all the events that I would get invited to for like blogger, influencer events. Those were really, really fun, like New York Fashion Week. Also, just the endless amount of restaurants that there are here. And I'm a very picky eater, but there is still just an endless amount of restaurants that I love and have yet to even try. Yeah, we haven't even touched the surface on like the the cuisine in New York. But like, um, it's funny for me because I feel like the things I like about New York are like not the things most people would think about. Like my favorite thing um, is prior to moving to New York, I had a car that I would literally have like nightmares about. Like I would be like driving and like my brakes would just go out and stuff because like this thing was just a time bomb. Like it just was ready to go. And like every time it started, I like 
did a little like dance. I was so happy. So not having that car and not paying insurance on that car and not needing that car is such a luxury. And I love it. I love not having a car. Um, the subway can get you anywhere in the city. And I think that's great. But I think even more than that is like 90% of the things I need on like a day-to-day basis are within walking distance. Um, so it's like, it's not a, it's not an errand to go and grab something, which I think was so different from like suburban lifestyle. Like if you ever just were like out of something and you're like, oh crap, I need that. Like we live above, uh, a Dwayne Reed or a Walgreens depending on region, um, that you can just go like grab something. Like it literally take an elevator down and walk around a corner. Like, and I, it's right there, but then there's hardware stores, there's like a barber shop and stuff. It's all within like a five, 10 minute walking distance. And that's like my favorite thing about the city. Yeah, I love that. All right, last question. Do we think that we will stay in New York City or move? And if we do think we're going to move, where to and when? Tough one. (laughs) Tough one, tough one, tough one. Because... um. Moving here wasn't the easiest thing we've ever done. Uh, and then moving in New York also wasn't the easiest thing we've ever done. So, you know, the motivation to leave isn't necessarily high. And, you know, both of our jobs are looking great. I feel like if anyone's job would kind of pull them to another location, it would be mine before yours, most likely. But, like, I do see us eventually trying something else out, like, city-wise, just to try it. Um, But I do see us, like, kind of getting sucked back into New York if we do. Um, But, like, other cities that seem interesting, I think, would be, like, or not Houston, Austin, I went to Austin uh, at my old job for a conference and thought it was like the coolest and it's warm year round. I hate the cold. Um, But, you know, you got to take what you what you're given. And uh, so I don't know. What do you think? I feel like anytime you ask someone that question, especially someone who lives in New York, their answer is usually I don't know or they have a direct timeline that they see themselves leaving pre-pandemic I should say a lot of people's life changed on them this past year unexpectedly but for us I've always said like I don't know if I see myself in New York forever especially as an older person I don't think the city would be a great place to age and get older (laughs) so it's not the end-all be-all I don't really know where else I'd want to live honestly I feel like it'd be fun to try something else, but I also know I would always be wanting to come back to New York because I just love it here. Um, So I don't know. I could see like Austin, Texas. I could see somewhere in California, maybe somewhere else. I don't, at some point, maybe going back to the Midwest just to be by family if needed, like Chicago. I don't know. The only other like real thing that would like draw me away from the city is just like missing family and stuff, like, you know, the lake house. Um, for me, like with my family, fun fact, my family all lives together in a, uh, in a lake house, um, at least my immediate family. So it's like our like family headquarters essentially. 
Um, so yeah, like being closer to them would be great, but like, I don't know. New York is just so cool. And, uh, you know, the future plans with, uh, you know, not really involving kids or anything like that with us, I think it's just kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's wide open and, you know, you brought up a good point about aging in New York. If we don't have any kids, we might be screwed here. So, uh, yeah, maybe we got to get out at some point, uh, cause we won't have any kids to put us in a retirement home. <laughs> oh yeah. Going off that, we're not planning on having kids, but again, we say that now if something were to happen, we would fully love them, but we currently, we don't see ourselves having kids. No, I'm still a child in my eyes uh, <laughs> and feel like nothing short of the least qualified person on the planet to, to raise a child myself. <laughs> so I couldn't do that to the poor kid and also just enjoy my own time way too much. So like, why would I create something that would take that time away from me. We're going to be the friends that spoil all of our other friends' kids. Oh, yeah. You can count on me to get your kid the most annoying toy possible, like, every time for their birthday. Like, it's a toy you're going to hate every time. So, like, it's a trick I learned from my stepdad. <laughs> I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. Oh, wow. Lovely. So that's all of our questions. This podcast episode has gone very long. So thank you for sticking around if you have. <laughs> and I hope you got to learn a little bit more about Jake and our relationship. And yeah, that's it for this bi-weekly podcast. I will have one out in two weeks. So until then, I hope that you have a great Valentine's Day and happy February and have a great week ahead. Thank you. Bye.